What's up, guys? Uh, welcome to episode number 169 of the Always Race Day podcast. How about that? It's a good one to a uh, good race to pair with this one, I, I suppose. A nice race, uh, you could say. Uh, Daniel Suarez wins at Atlanta in a photo finish. That's pretty much what we're going to talk about on here. A lot of other stuff from the weekend. We'll throw it in. Uh, stay tuned with us. Appreciate y'all for listening. See, I didn't know how to start it with a black screen and just go in the intro, so I figured let's do that instead. Once again, uh, I'm Connor Ferguson. I'm here with Caleb Sloha and Quentin. What's your last name? Uh, my last name's Lee. We don't do a lot of background checks here at Always Race Day, but new guy on the podcast. Uh, real quick, we're presented by the fine folks of the Carl Auto Group. Uh, they allow us to do what we do here uh, and appreciate them uh, probably more than they know uh, for being our uh, presenting partner and uh, allowing us to travel and, and get to do what we do. So appreciate them a ton. Um, we'll get to Quentin. Screw that. We're, we're just going to go into that finish uh, in that race at Atlanta. Daniel Suarez wins by three thousandths uh, of a second. And then uh, Blaney got second, right? And Kyle Busch got third, and he was seven thousandths of a second off uh off the lead what uh what were your guys' first impressions of that because i thought daniel suarez was toast for like every every corner of the last three laps when he'd get to the exit he was he kept flying up the track to the high side and i was like uh, his car's too tight there's no way he's got a chance in this and somehow he ends up pulling out the victory I'm going to say if if any other driver besides Kyle Busch is involved in that move that he made, it probably doesn't work out as well because Kyle has the craft to just gently put his nose in there and just, I mean, anybody else probably would have just bulldozed through. Like the fact that all three of them, in, in all honesty, like the fact that all three of them managed to come across the line straight and you know there wasn't doring there wasn't any spin like they did a fantastic job of crossing the line and you know not not crashing but yeah anybody else besides kyle bush just trying to make their way through there and it probably doesn't have the same result yeah i mean i can't disagree with that i just can't believe blaney gave up his right rear because that's the big thing with new cars you can't give that up and he went straight to the bottom so whenever he gave that up and kyle bush put it in there you know and then all the pushes from behind fell back. He knew it was going to be side-by-side. Side. I'm just glad there was no contact in the straight-up race back to the line. And, yeah, I mean, it made for one of the best finishes. Yeah, and I think uh, 10 years ago, Kyle Busch might have made a different move, maybe 15, year, 15 years ago for sure, right? Uh, he's, he's We were talking about that. I had family over for dinner, and we were talking about his, like, I don't know, growth of character over the last few years. It sounded like, you know, that was an epic – I haven't seen Kyle's comments. I saw uh, – Ryan Blaney's reaction to the finish and he just looks in the camera. He's like, Holy shit, man, that, that was wild. And like, I've never seen this many drivers uh, say that they had fun in a drafting race or after a drafting race. And I think we need to perfect time right now to bring up that Caleb uh, was being a lame duck, like negative Nancy all day in the group chat. Every time he commented, it was to complain about the race. Right, Caleb, I needed, you got to defend yourself or something. Because the people, you you love the dirt fans right now. Because the handful of dirt fans that can't admit that that was a good race or a good finish, they're on your side with that. 
Uh, well, I do love the Dirt fan, so I'm glad that we're on the same side of that. Well, I'm the um, Jeez. Dirt, dirt, dirt fans have a lot of passion. So, um, I listen. There were some good things to the race. Uh, I wish Daytona raced like this race. I think this finish helped heal a lot of what we were robbed of for the Daytona 500. And I wish Daytona and Talladega raced like Atlanta. And I wish we had that four times a year. I, I don't want worse Atlanta four times a year and then Atlanta twice a year to make this six times a year where we're just wrecking the whole field. I wish we could get Daytona and Talladega to be like Atlanta and we just had four races like that. I'm not a huge fan of us starting off the season, the first two races like this, because you've Kyle Busch was already in his car for Las Vegas this week. If he would have totaled that car, now they're two weeks behind. It's, didn't, it's seem like his, didn't seem like his Las Vegas car gave him too much of a disadvantage tonight. That's not the point. What's the point then? I just you can wreck a car anywhere. Point. No, you can I wreck a car anywhere. We go to he, we go to short tracks two times no, in a row. We go a mile and a half twice in a row. What what's the difference there? That if you listen, the point is that they are already a week ahead on what car they're using. If he would have wrecked that one today, and there could be guys that were in that position, then they're two weeks ahead and they're down cars. And that means more that those teams have to put in working harder to get back ahead. And you're you're two weeks in the season and you're already using a car that you were planning on using next week for this week. And if you wreck that car, then you're using next week, you're using the car for two weeks from now, and so on and so on. That can it's, happen with any tracks. You could put a road course this week and you could drive it off the hill at Sonoma and wreck a car for the second week in a row. But we don't have the entire field wrecking at Sonoma. I, I've watched some races where the entire field wrecks in one corner at Sonoma. Okay. Also, a fucking unicorn could cross the track too, but that doesn't mean that it happens every time. It doesn't. There are some guys that escaped the race un- completely unharmed tonight. Yeah, all three of them. Right <laughs> uh, I thought it was seven with 10 to go. You might be right with three. Chaotic, chaotic race. You know, wreck on lot two. I was on Old Takes Exposed tonight. You see that? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, after the uh, Busher wreck, let me get the tweet for sure. It just and the um, other thing I'll say too though is what scares me too is like this is how we're going to start off the playoffs and like okay cool great finish yada yada but like the entire field wrecking that's how we're going to start off our playoffs we're going to go to the track where the entire field wrecked and that's how we're going to start off the playoffs. We need to have a nuanced conversation about this before I. Or should I just do the old take? Okay. I, I'm just going to make executive decisions at this point because I'm stupid and I'll spend the time going left and right with them. We got to have a nuanced discussion about it. I, you need to like give me the point I'm trying to pull out of you. There's a higher risk of wrecking at drafting tracks because of how close the cars drive and because of the style of racing, right? Yes, because of the – Instead, you just came back at me and said, they don't wreck at Sonoma. What are you talking about? Well, because that was the point that you made right. was, well, yeah, yeah, I've yeah. seen the entire field wreck at Sonoma. Yes, it it happens. Um, now, 
positive for you. There's only going to be four plate races or super speedway races in the next 34. So better percentage for you. Not two out of the way early. There's four left. Yeah, four out of 34. Yeah. And if you throw the all-star race in 35, and then we start counting the bye weeks and the off-season. Including the start of the playoffs. Yeah. We just just wrecked the entire field, and we get to start off the playoffs that way too. So, yeah, I understand that there's a higher risk of wrecking cars. Completely get that. Don't know if I want that in the truck series or ARCA. I, the, I didn't see a ton of the Xfinity race, so I don't know if the middle was as bad. I don't know if there was as many racks, as much BS about it. Um, well, we've seen but, from Xfinity that in, in the beginning of the season, Xfinity, they struggle. When they come back later on, it seems like they are able to have multiple lines going. Um, but early on in the season, they've really just kind of struggled with being able to not be boring. Right. But when you're watching a field of cup drivers and that's what it is right now, that could change in the future. It could be problematic in the future with how many kids are coming up and maybe not learning as much before they get into a race car on this level. When you're watching a cup race at Atlanta. Yeah. There was a lot of wrecks tonight, Caleb. There's a lot of single car accidents that would have been, 13 car wrecks in Arca with the right people involved. They did a good job of avoiding wrecks. The cars that got damaged were still fast. Bubba Wallace, they reported that his nose was so screwed up, they didn't even know if the car was going to keep going. They didn't know if they'd have speed. The amount of damage everyone had that was still contending in the race, I think there's 20, 21 or 23 on the lead lap at the end. These cars are were supposed to always be more durable, right? Well, I will when, be sure. When do we will, get to start treating them like that? When when we get off the podcast, I will send a message CCing entire Bubba. You put crew. everything you put everything on the damn podcast. That's what no, we do. No, but listen, listen. I will CC the entire Bubba crew, and I'll say, "Hey, sucks that you guys have a shit ton of extra work this week, but the car was still fast." <laughs> Yeah, he's the only one who has back-to-back top tens to start the year, both fifth place finishes. I'm sure they're. I'm sure they're very happy about their efforts. I'm sure they're very happy about their efforts. I didn't even hear what you said. Don't. It's it's okay. Um, Yeah, like you got to finish the race. You got to run the race. Everyone else is running the same race you are. Everyone else is at the same. If you didn't prepare enough at the start of the year, you knew for a while now that there'd be two plate races to start the season. I keep saying plate, damn it. Drafting tracks, super speedways. How about that? Man- manufactured close racing. Tell you that. What do you, what is Bristol then? What do, what would you refer to as Bristol if you were describing it in the same way? I mean, we don't because that's manufactured close racing. Right? Doesn't every track want to have that? Isn't every track manufactured to create close racing? I mean, no. not the F one track in Las Vegas. I, I get that, but they, you know, there's a difference. Not no in the what the words that are coming out of your mouth are. I can't believe they made a track to create close racing. No, it's that's but but that's it's manufactured. Everybody's like, oh my god, look how close the race is. Yeah, because they 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 finished, dude. <laughs> yeah, but that's what. But like, 
them racing in a pack isn't it that itself is like not the most just mind-blowing thing the finish was great to be but, truth be told with you truth be told I, th- I think Atlanta doesn't have the same runs of a draft that Talladega and Daytona do, and that kind of puts it below them, in my opinion. I don't think drivers can maneuver from sixth to first as fast as they can at Daytona or Talladega. I just – I think Atlanta is more exciting. Are you this You're confusing the absolute hell out of no. me, and I can't imagine being a listener. Going, no, this guy hates this race, and now he's saying this and like – manufactured to be close racing. No, I'm no. bringing Quentin in again. Sorry, Quentin. We, we end up getting into a spat and whoever is sitting there has to like, you got to interrupt us, but talk, oh, do talk man. loud. Cause your mic's a little low, it's, but that's okay. It's, gotcha, it's, not, gotcha. it's not that hard to figure out that like Atlanta's bad. Daytona and Talladega are worse. Like it's, it, that's, oh man. Oh. Here's the thing. Well, you Quentin, want, you want Quentin, just thing. talk about what you think it, Caleb is saying you, wrong. No, you want good things about Atlanta, okay? Ready? One, the finish was really good. Two, Two Chase Elliott. There is more passing than at Daytona and Talladega. Three, I feel like there's less of a risk that a driver is going to get severely hurt at Atlanta versus Daytona and Talladega. There you go. I just said three nice things about. That was a page well, out of pardon my take and say something nice about Atlanta. <laughs> Well, Clinton. I guess, I mean, I I love the old Atlanta. I will forever love the old Atlanta. But what they turned it into, especially since those first couple races, I mean, it's this was the most exciting plate or most exciting drafting track race we've had with the next-gen car. It's not even close. This is one of the most exciting races I've ever seen. But, like, I, I wish we didn't go to this many super speedways or drafting tracks. I just prefer, you know, I like whenever a driver's in control more. But the draft, I mean, still can't go wrong. I mean, that was exciting, which is what they want. I mean, they want closer racing. I think one of the fan council questions from a couple of years ago was, do you want the finish to be close or do you want to be far apart? Which, I mean, they word it funny. He was, but... was the one sitting there going, far apart, far apart. Give me, <laughs> give me far apart. I know what you're doing. But No, I, I, mean, I don't – I just don't want to – watch them pace around for two out of the four hours i didn't think they were pacing around though i thought they were slicing and dicing no you're right that's fair they were red flagged on the back stretch for like 20 minutes <laughs> that, and that was that a great was red flag. laps that was a great yeah no i i love red flags to conserve laps absolutely uh josh joined but it says device is not connected so that's funny um caleb shoot him a text say get your device connected or try to join again um no but uh kyle larson sent a tweet just now come just a little bit ago. oh man this is gonna be bad hold on uh larson said that was the most fun i've ever had in a drafting race extremely intense hate bad luck got a hold of us again got a hold of us again there but happy with our execution in these first two races that is not like an unpopular opinion in that i saw a ton of drivers say they had fun i can't imagine that that many guys having fun in that race that we saw in the middle uh, paired with that finish is going to be lessened by popularity because it's a drafting track. This is only going to make Atlanta bigger. Then you go to the playoffs and 
that's a playoff opener. What did, what did NASCAR want to do with their playoffs, right? It's to create drama and madness like we see next month in March Madness that makes the month a living hell for me with how much stuff I work on. But you get upsets, right? Well, let's put a drafting track in both the first two rounds and see how many upsets we get. I'm intrigued. There could be two Cinderella's that Ricky, I mean, Ricky Stenhouse winning both those races. Do you know how epic that would be? Something like that. I'm excited for it. I think in you just, if you don't like drafting races and you don't think they produce good products, popular racing, whatever. Well, we got through one tonight and people say it's the best race. It's the race of the year candidate. Bar none. I think that's a positive either way. Which is it wrong to be like, that's kind of unfortunate considering we just had our Super Bowl last weekend and everybody was like really upset about it. And not from like a, oh, super speedways are bad, but like, does it kind of make NASCAR look bad that like you you just had your, your Super Bowl and your big race and how that ended and then the next week you go and have this? Hey, Josh and Quentin, tilt your cameras down a little bit too, just so you're in the frame more. We got new what if I don't want to be? You just joined the show, John. <laughs> He's tired of it already. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> no, but uh, I, I do think it's uh, – that to have that race, to have that dramatic of a finish, you know, no matter which of those three guys won, uh, like in – all these drivers having fun with it. That This is a completely opposite reaction to what we kind of saw last week at Daytona, what we usually see at a drafting race and like the drivers that come away asking, Oh yeah, let's, let's run two more laps to wreck more cars. And it's like, well, it's, it's to have a finish like that. It's to have a close finish. That's the whole point of it. That's my finish the race under green rule. That's what we want. We want something close to that. If it's a one lap shootout, it's a one lap shootout. I don't care. That like that was cool. That that will help NASCAR this week. Thank God they got some good luck too, because you just had two of your bigger viewed races rained out to different dates to really cut the ratings number in half to start the year already. So Oh yeah, it was the first weekend so far that we haven't had to deal with weather at all. So <clears throat> Yeah, I don't know. My thing is like yeah, the chance of junking more cars is the possibility, but like in my, like in for most situations, it's like those are guys that are going for it. Like they're willing to do that to go basically go for what the win. I mean, Kyle Bush could have easily junked the whole field tonight when he made that move into three, but he knew he had to make it to have the chance at it. So I just think it's overall guys just having at it. I mean, they're t- they know the chance, and they're going to take that, make that move, and it gives us great product like we witness. My so, big uh, fear. Go for it. My big fear is that the one thing I don't want it to turn into is, hey, look how good the racing is at Atlanta. Let's do it to Texas. Which I mean, Texas. It's all right if we do it to Texas. 
I don't want to, but you know what? No, don't, no, 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 don't do that. 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 We don't need that. We don't need that. If they're, if they're not going to take Indy cars back to Texas, we can do it yeah. to Texas. <laughs> Dude, Indy car needs to be back at Texas. But I, I like, I like their move to the oval finale. Um, that it should always be like that. Indy cars on Noble is one of the most consistent, best products on the planet every time, especially at Iowa Speedway. We love them. Um, yeah, six is great. Six is perfectly fine. We have we've had six road course races. Caleb, you don't reason with me. If you like went back and forth, I'm about to reason with you. If you went back and forth with me, I'd be more apt to take your side. You just sit here four. and go, no, no, no. Four is I'm fine. Four is fine. Six is also fine. We have six road course races, right? How many short tracks do we have? You junk a lot less cars at road courses. Balance. Balance. Thank you. Okay, Connor, Connor, before you joined, Connor said, well, we can wreck the entire field at Sonoma. We can wreck the entire field at Martinsville. This is also true. We did do that multiple times in the Xfinity series. <laughs> I remember on NASCAR Thunder 2006, uh, actually, as total team control. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, the UPS car, the actual UPS like shipper van, got it unlocked, and then you could block the entire, you could wreck the entire field. No one could get through. You just park it I, sideways in the middle of the track. I remember back in inside the line, I would always have my friend over, and we would uh, do two player, and he would drive backwards, and I would run the actual race. So we could. You did not just say that like that. pile up. Are you saying? <laughs> are you saying that like you're the first one to think of it? Because I no, I every, no, I'm just using it as an example because we did only, that as a kid. We we only did Martinsville, so we could junk the field at Martinsville. <laughs> That's completely fair. Now, uh, so Caleb, I was on Old Takes Exposed tonight because uh, after Busher wrecked on his own, nobody around him, so they wreck on lap two. Obviously, thirteen cars involved or sixteen, whatever the number was. Sixteen. Ah, uh, thank you. Um, after that, like twenty laps go by fine racing it like just ease of it stage one don't want to do anything stupid uh and then busher rex on his own seemed like his car was disrupted by air a little bit lost grip just completely went around by himself no cars around him to really screw with the air that much i said between the air involved with drafting and the way the surface ages and gets less grippy at atlanta i'm not sure this new atlanta idea would I'm not sure New Atlanta was the greatest idea. I, I stand by that. Like I, I wasn't sure about it. I, after this race, I, I don't know. I have trouble saying anything negative about that race, aside from what I just said. And that was a 23 lap into the race take. I think this track is very well designed for the cup cars. Obviously, it struggled a little bit with the trucks and Xfinity, but the way these cars are designed, the way they can build runs and like – how well they're able to grip the bottom i think it's just the style of racing at atlanta fits the cup cars better and i think that's why like it was as good as it was compared to the other two races i think the thing is eventually and i saw someone post this i don't know who it was but they're like hey as the track wears out eventually we can just say hey trucks and xfinity run your package your mile and a half package and we can keep the cup cars with their plate package and let them still be pack racing. Because, I mean, you don't have to change the track or anything like a road course you would. Yeah, I've seen some of that, too. Is It's going to be interesting because especially 
the more that the track wears out, the more handling is going to come into play with the cup cars. So it's going to be very interesting to see um, kind of how that goes on. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, Thank we you. Have other, we have Don't tell other... him that. God, he's going to take it and run with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Every time. I know I'm, I know I'm forgetting something. Do you have any other takeaways from in this race? Ross Chastain had a nice move on Chase Elliott. I don't know if you guys saw that. There it is. Yeah. 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 It was, I was I was also shitting my pants a little bit seeing Ross Chastain behind Bubble Wallace for the final 20 laps. I was like, it's going to go all wrong. It's going to go bad. Now you know my feeling. So I said jokingly after uh, Chase went around, my dad's a huge Chase guy. I, I'm so unbiased, it hurts. I, I don't have favorite drivers whatsoever. <laughs> I figured Caleb had something to say about that. I was playing into that. You, We got to be better, Caleb. We, we have done too many shows to be this unchemistry. When I bait it you in, the, deb- I want no. you taking the bait hook, line, and sinker, all right? Caleb uh, just chooses what he debates. <laughs> I just, I was looking to see how far into the hole of being unbiased you were going to go. I got, got, I mean, I got guys I'd like to see when. Uh, in, again, if you're listening, if you're a new listener, go find any story I've written. I promise you that bias does not show up in print whatsoever. I do I send not. a tweet Probably out. Be unsuccessful. I'm sending a tweet out every time Ross Chastain wrecks somebody this year. No, in every in every story you write, you hide Michael Annette is the greatest race car driver ever in the story. What, that's why we don't have that's why we don't have ad revenue on print stuff because I replace it with <laughs> Michael Annette alternate text. Every photo caption just Michael Annette the goat. <laughs> no, uh. After Chase wrecked, I looked at my dad. I said, probably that Chastain motherfucker again, you know? And they go, it was Ross Chastain that got into Chase. I'm like, really? <laughs> the best part was, what was it at the end? Or No, it wasn't even at the end. It was like, I don't remember what incident it was, but it was funny because like two cars ended up like making contact up at the top and Ross was way at the bottom and like past him. And I, I said to Josh, I was like, damn it, Ross. <laughs> and it wasn't even like, <laughs> well, it even remotely close to it. It was just funny that he was in the area, but yeah, Ross is going to do Ross things. It's and he's also made it very clear. Also Damon, when you listen to this, you'll have to send me a text. Uh, Damon, congrats. We need to give congrats to Damon. Um, the equivalent, I don't know the name of the tournament, but they got to the national tournament for Columbia women's bowling. So second tournament berth in like program history for them. So good, good for Damon. Congratulations, buddy. I love you. Uh, it's all the coaching. It's Brad Keselowski. Brad Keselowski is off my top seven drafting racer list. He's off. I'm adding Austin Hill on it. I'm not even, not even adding another cup guy. He, I, I think he, he's, he wrecks, he wrecks more people than Ross Chastain does on a given week at every drafting track. Who did Brad wreck this week? Marson. <laughs> he didn't wreck him. <laughs> Quinn's a great Larson addition re- to the show. Larson We're going to get to Quinn. I want Larson to Quinn to If you couldn't tell. We, look, little, uh... look it, it's a podcast, man. Everyone has, if you're watching races, 
you got guys we're going to be unbiased. I'm going to tell it like it is. I might throw some jokes in there to make you guys laugh. That's what a podcast does. That's what our podcast does. I should say, I don't really care what that's just the Connor theory, the Connor method. Oh yeah. No, I, I want to make people laugh. I want to be genuine and uh, call me out. If I say something really stupid, like old takes exposed it to that, but I jinx something for the good, which I think like is... doing Bristol dirt for every race every year. Uh, dude, like, let's talk about the perfect cup schedule, okay? It's Bristol Dirt, then Knoxville, and back to Bristol Dirt, and we just keep going. And I, I don't think anyone would get tired of that whatsoever. Um, I completely lost my train of thought on what we were talking about. We were talking about Brad Keselowski not being considered a good drafting. He just doesn't, doesn't have results. And then other teams, Blaney Spotter said tonight, Hey, watch out. Brad's in the front. There's going to be a wreck soon. Like, that's, yeah, were, that's like a Ross Chastain level of like, hey, the one car's behind you. My one who uh, not hit the brakes too much. They were uh, joking about it on Door Bumper Clear as well. About Yeah, I saw that. And I love how open TJ Majors was to it because he took all those questions in stride. I love seeing Yeah, that. but like – because it's they know he's not the driver and like you have to know that and understand that he knows he's not driving it and those guys know that tj's not driving so it's yeah it makes a big difference it's not like tj's up there pulling the strings and telling brad to go hit people or you know like that's so yeah that you got to have that understanding and and that's and I don't I think Brad would take the same questions in stride to an extent if you you know if you were respectful about it. Um, that's like the problem that like Chastain has though is like sometimes he he does the woe is me thing, and it's like, dude, just be play the villain. Just if you did it and just said, yeah, I'm Ross Chastain, f it. I mean, I, I respect that. That'd be funny to see. Quite honestly, I'd rather have that in like the 2007 Kyle Busch method than. The like, oh, I, I don't know, man. I just try my ass off. I'm a watermelon farmer, and I got taken out again. Just another, another string of bad luck for us. It's not really a Ross Chastain accent. I just, just, I just had you said that, and I just had this weird thought in my head, and I, I just thought, I love Joey Gase. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's not how Joey Gase talks. Don't put that on me. No, but you you remember that interview. I love Joey Gaze. Flat out. That's it. He, he, he presented That's... one of the greatest interviews I think I've ever Dude, that was Nobody nobody asked for that. Like, we're all sitting here like, ah, oh, Joey Gaze. And Joey's like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't, like... I don't know if you ever watched that one. Uh, Joey came on and. He had choice words about people, and it was great. Uh, yeah, I won't say so about nice. who. I think you, I think everyone though that listened to it connects the dots pretty easily. I just got it like 15 seconds ago. It took me a little bit, but <laughs> um, we should talk about Joey Logano because I think that's a very interesting uh, thing. The hair's looking really good. Did you notice that when he? qualified for pole at daytona he took his left glove off like immediately after the cooldown lap there's no you can't i mean there's obviously the first thing when i heard about that penalty first thing i thought of was well now we know you know too about daytona 
It just makes sense. And then I also have questions. No, t- stop. Stop it. What? Neither of you guys mentioned the glove thing after Daytona. I, no, 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 no. We just okay, circled back to it. Yeah. We're, we're literally saying like, oh, it makes sense Don't make sense fun of how big my ears are. I got ginormous ears, Caleb. I know. <laughs> well, you got to use them apparently. I don't. That's no. what they, they're better for like their decoration. Like they're not useful. <laughs> Good Lord. No, the thought process was not after Daytona. I didn't go, oh, I wonder if something weird is with Logano's gloves. But after hearing that he had altered his gloves after qualifying at Atlanta, I thought, well, gee, I'm sure he must have been doing that at Daytona too. So for Ah. those that don't know, um, they had actually made it. So they disallowed Logano's qualifying time and um, he had to do a pass through penalty at the start of the race because he had altered gloves and essentially um, what the drivers do when they're qualifying is they kind of cup their hand, put it up against the window so that the air doesn't come in and it goes over their hand, creates an aero advantage. Um, Joey Logano had webbed gloves. <laughs> he had webbed gloves so that um, it gave him an advantage. I just, I can't imagine. I mean, it I'm sure helps, but I, you think that's the difference of being on the front row? <laughs> oh, no, this is perfect. I wish Josh was in his seat for this. Do you know the, like, margin of victory for the race tonight, Caleb? Oh, well, Three yes. thousandths of a second? Like, do you know? Like, but That, that web could be four tenths. That web, or tenths. <laughs> that web <laughs> could be four thousandths of a second. It just, and, and don't get me wrong. He should have been penalized like that's You can't let that happen. I'm just saying, like, pull for Daytona. Do we really think that's why? I mean, maybe it was the difference between, you know, first and second. No, or whatever, I think Alex but... Bowman should have gotten it. Okay, well, that's not we're that, back to I'm the... not. I'm not overly an Alex Bowman fan or anything like that. We're back to the bias. But, I mean, well, it could wait, have been. Explain how, his, explain how his front row streak ended. That explains it. He didn't even make final round. (laughs) Seems like a lot of guys had web gloves this year, Josh. I don't know what to tell you, man. No one noticed after Daytona, though. They only checked him at Atlanta. It's just the the innovation of Penske always amazes me. And we, I mean, we know Hendrick, too. They all do it. But it's just crazy to me what in the last decade or so Penske has come up with. It's crazy Um, to me that you had to work Hendrick into that dragging of the shit what how was that you just just brought up hendrick out of the blue calling me biased before this i'm complimenting them on their innovation i don't know how that's dragging them no it's just we we know you're you're talking about cheating by innovation and i should say every every team in motorsports that i was was gonna say because even dale jr himself Oh, he's talking about how Dale Earnhardt and every every driver in NASCAR had a nitrous bottle in their car. I, I drive I, I drive a four cylinder at a short track in Iowa. Are you I've admitting never, to cheating? I've never driven a legal race car. I, like it doesn't. You don't drive legal race cars. I'll be sending this clip to Hawkeye Downs. Bet. <laughs> it's you. It nobody drives a legal race car. If you were driving a legal race car, you're not going to finish well. 
And it just with with Penske, the stuff that we've seen, the creativity has been just super fun to watch. Like years ago when they told their Jackman, hey, we want you to go body slam the side of the car. (laughs) So like we went through that phase and the bending of the side skirts and, you know, all that stuff. Now so, the window flexions. Yeah, now we were. Uh, you know. Can did you guys watch the truck race? Can you guys explain to me why four different trucks were on my Twitter feed? I was covering a doubleheader basketball game. Also, I'm sorry. Sorry to go real wild with my tangent here. The Atlanta truck race should be fucking Friday night. There's absolutely no reason that race wasn't ran on Friday. We had a race to cover Friday. Got rained out. No races to cover Friday night, and we're watching Atlanta trucks on a Saturday at one. Stupid. No, put it on Friday night where everyone wants to see it. And Atlanta had, the they had lights, I'm assuming. They, they do. Yeah, because yeah, they, the, they still have lights. The cup yeah, race finished tonight. Like I don't that. think Caleb yeah. watched the race today, to be honest with you guys. <laughs> I did. I literally said it after I said it. Uh, no, what, what was up with the windshields in the truck series? Well, so. <laughs> I promise you, my laundry thing is going off in a second. I want to make sure the volume that it buzzes. That's okay. I just had a smoke alarm going off in my house, I know, so that's I why can, I had to leave. <laughs> I can hear the background, but like yours, like you can hear it through the headset, but it doesn't play on the mic. Mine, it, it's just too loud. So one second, I can it was just funny because I, I know, no, I know, I know exactly how it looks. I've been waiting to get up because I know it's like less than ten minutes for sure now. I just wanted to make sure there wasn't a massive buzzer going off in the background. All right, go for it. So basically, what happened in the truck race? We've seen it before with the windshields where they are making. Uh, the the windshield so when you come up to speed the windshields are actually bowing in a little bit and giving you an arrow advantage um with you know the air passing but then you know once you come down from being at speed or if you're under pace laps or whatever the windshield will actually go back to its typical spot so in the trucks we had god who was the one that had their roof blow off bailey curry bailey curry i thought that was right but it didn't sound right so Bailey Curry, um, the I'm gonna guess I am by no means an engineer, but I'm gonna guess that the force of the air and everything like that, and probably you know whatever, basically it, it caused the roof of the truck to completely blow off. Um, and while that was happening, there was people that were at the track that were saying, "There's other trucks that are." also having their windshields buckle um one was mentioned as the 38 and he was dq'd afterwards for the same thing so we saw that a couple years ago with harvick where um harvick's windshield was you know kind of collapsing and we've seen a couple you know people get in trouble for it and um all that so yeah, I, I would assume that's what happened. Um, I think Ty Dillon's probably appeared on your feed because he hit something. And yeah, his, well, it was part of Bailey Curry's windshield, right? Well, that's what I figured. But And that's what the kicker was. Bailey Curry tried to say that he hit something. But there and, was no visible damage. Yeah, and that's that's why it came off. But, like, I don't buy it. 
to go yeah, to I go mean, back to racing teams cheating that reminds me of you remember all the old uh old gen arca cars at pocono <laughs> and they would look they would look just skewed as hell well which they didn't have a rule for that but they still um, i think they taint, I, I think they toned it in a little bit but yeah. arca still is pretty lenient on it but Another thing that didn't help Bailey Curry's case either. It's a single A series. I'm gonna. I'm rubbing that in Josh. I'll be, yeah. So, I, sorry to interrupt you. Was what I was trying to say. Um, <laughs> I'm going to get this message out there all year. It's going to be a theme of mine. If you're complaining about the product that is single A NASCAR racing, you're a goddamn idiot. They're out there to learn. We need more people out there to learn, and they need more money. This money structure is crazy stupid that's why every truck race is a demolition derby there's still talent in the truck series but it turns bad when you got all this pay-for-play racers in it but go ahead josh it didn't help the argument either that every niche truck was bowing as well so that also circled back to bailey curry's comments about hitting debris basically irrelevant yeah yeah and at the same time too uh, why I made such a big deal last year. And I think it was Chase Elliott that was under the microscope. Uh, but it was like they penalized – who did they penalize for saying – it was Hamlin, right? For admitting that he just let the car go in the corner and I think he wrecked Ross. Yeah. Uh, if they're going to take words you say from an interview and penalize you for it, then you're just telling all your drivers to lie their asses off, which makes the driver look just as much of an ass as you are. So I still hate that, but yeah. No no qualms to Bailey Curry lying about that if he did. Completely the right thing to do. All right, are we good? I think we're good with that. Got everything covered majorly. The uh, Xfinity series real quick. Nothing Still really covered. Life. Boring. Uh, get the hell out of here. Austin <laughs> somehow won that. <laughs> Dude, I've never – fuel mileage race comes down the end. Um, like, I, I want to say, like, two or three guys ran out on the same lap with, like, two to go or something. It was all Fords. All the Fords ran out on the same yeah. exact lap. So, everyone's watching. And then I'm watching this, like, while I'm at another sporting event, right? And I'm like, how many caution laps are they going to run? This is – Absolutely asinine. Of course, for a car, for a car that for a car that Lily was just stalled on the track. That's all the caution was. Oh, that's what I forgot. Thank you. Gosh. Okay. Um, Austin Hill won the Xfinity race. They should have ran less caution laps. Do you guys have any other strong opinions on Xfinity before we go right back to cup? No. Okay. The, Nothing happened. The decision the not to throw the yellow in the middle of. Green flag pit stops with William Byron and Eric Jones. What are your guys' thoughts on that? Because obviously, William Byron, Michael McDowell. Michael, Mc- thank you. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on that? I couldn't believe it, especially since they. It's inconsistent. The yellow well. it's not, yeah. I mean, I get you want to hold up the integrity, and that's funny. It's ironic to say I understand that. Um, like there is a, a number of penalties already handed out and about to be handed out as green flag pit stops were going on and you bail out all the drivers that sped on pit road. They weren't on, technically on the racing surface. Everyone knew that it was over there. 
Um, still dangerous. I didn't know if you guys had any strong thoughts. I kind of figured that Caleb shitting all over the race today in the group chat might bring that up, uh, but he chose not to, uh, just dampering his point a little bit. I, I would agree with the statement that it's inconsistent on NASCAR's part, um, especially in like, Kazgrala, the perfect example to compare is Kazgrala yeah. went around and he wasn't even like, what, so hold on, that's 90. He wasn't 45 degrees around, they called the yellow. Well, even in the truck race, Keith McGee did a single car spin. And I know, that was, was sick. That was the it coolest was, thing I've ever seen. Like, they they call that as a caution, and he was relatively, you know, still going forward. You had two guys that were stopped per- perpendicular to the track, and you didn't throw the caution. And so, then, dude, when Byron started driving, and he's like slamming on the gas because he wants to do it fast, I thought his rear end was going to go into it, into the racing surface. And he stayed below the line the whole time, miraculously. I thought he was going to fish tail out there and collect somebody. And that would have been a disaster. That would have, I think people have a completely different reaction to the race if that had happened and it finished the same exact way. Yeah, it was, it was definitely inconsistent, but it's hard also because I know they have different race directors across series. So it's a different guy, um, but it was the same guy for this race. And I, what do you mean? I, I'm not even, Cause I'm talking, Kaz wreck. I'm, 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 I'm saying I, in this race, he was in. Yeah, Kaz Grawler's born. He's a caution. Okay, 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 I'm with you. I, I got you. also, at the same time, don't blame him for it. No one got hurt. It's it's kind of like you go down on a 2 on 0 playing hockey, and you don't pass the puck to the wide open dude on the other side. Well, if you shoot it, you better fucking score. Right? So, yeah. No one got hurt. No, it didn't affect the race. It kept everything how it should have been. I, I don't really have that much of a problem with it. Still inconsistent. Still technically bad, I suppose. But I, I don't. Old NASCAR inconsistency. I just, yeah, the, I'm only not... thing, the only thing that scares me a little bit is like you have that going on and you don't call caution because you don't want to disrupt pit stops. But like, imagine there's a dude right behind them that's like flying to come down and like it. It just, yeah, it, I don't know. It's my whole thing is that, so like, if it's going to be a caution, if it's a caution in the last 30 laps of the race, then it's a caution. Then it's kind of like if they let a tire roll out in the middle of pit road during green flag pit stops and they let it sit there for green flag pit stops to finish. If it's a caution after the pit stops, it's a caution during the pit stops. I don't, I think a caution is a caution. Yeah, I agree. It should be a fine line. I agree. I I don't like that. And IndyCar tends to do that, and I get it, but I just – I God, IndyCar is catching strays from everyone with this stuff. Well, it's just hard because, like, how do you how do you go, like, hey, that's dangerous. We need to slow the cars, but not right now. <laughs> like – it just is hard to. I've seen too many examples in racing of it that it's like I probably like no one. It didn't affect anything. It didn't. No one got hurt. Everything. All the strategy stayed. You know, keep that strategy up, and it's it's one of those things where it's fine until it's not. Yeah, it's it's, it's going to be fine until something freaky and bad happens, and then we're all going to go, whoa, we we shouldn't do that. 
Like racing at Daytona. <laughs> That's already happened a number of times. I, <laughs> I had to do it. <sighs> That's all for now, folks. We're not done yet. Uh, Quentin, I need you to tell everybody about yourself. Uh, and y'all, Quentin's going to come on and do some dirt shows with us and help us more on the dirt side. And I hope you guys love everybody because we just we're gonna have a rotating cast. That's how we're doing this this, this deal. So I like that better. Um, just I'd rather not do a show by myself ever uh, if I don't need to. I'm completely good with it. But uh, anyone more to help? And uh, I asked Quentin to shit on one of my best friends in the group chat, and he wouldn't. So he is very nice. Uh, just know that, but Quentin, go ahead and, and tell everyone about your, uh, what series you grew up watching and, and how you got into this. Oh, well, so I'm from Missouri. And so I grew up, I mean, I primarily watched NASCAR, but me and my dad would drive down to Moberly and watch the dirt races there. And then a couple of years ago, it's probably been, uh, eight ish years. I really got into the dirt racing and I've tried to follow it pretty closely ever since, but I mean, I still know more about NASCAR, but I've got a pretty good dirt knowledge, but I go up to Knoxville every chance I get. I'm always there for the nationals. Now I, I don't know. I just like watching dirt racing. It's probably my favorite thing. I love, I think we kind of got into it kind of close to the same time. I didn't really have dirt vision and all that stuff until I started doing the always race day stuff and had to really go head over heels into it in 2020. But uh, very similar. And so you're 20 years old. I'm 25. Uh, it's fun. It's really funny though. Cause the first nationals I covered was, uh, Jason Johnson's win in 2016. And I didn't know how special it was. Uh, the moment I was watching, I was like, Oh, someone beat Donnie shots. That's insane. <laughs> didn't think that would happen ever. <laughs> so, uh, no, it's really cool to hear. I can't wait. Uh, can't wait to see what you, uh, your takes on that show. As long as you don't derive from Caleb too much, I think you'll be great. <laughs> Caleb doesn't even smile. It comes off like I'm just an asshat to Caleb. <laughs> Every episode we do. <laughs> Josh, before you got on, Caleb tried to make me look like a dickhead to dirt fans. It's terrible. So I didn't have to try. I didn't have to try that hard. I'm wearing a dirt guy's hat. So that's all I can say about that. I suppose. Uh, no, but thank you guys uh, for listening to this one. Appreciate y'all. Uh, hopefully we have more finishes like that in the future. Uh, and that's definitely up there for our uh, race of the year award. We are going to do an award show at the end of the year. There's too much to organize in the short amount of time that we had last season. So yeah. we're going to start working on it now. Josh is in charge of it. Right, Josh. Okay. <laughs> Just right. you're gonna you're gonna know who does it if i'm in charge <laughs> it might look better than mine so don't don't anyone worry about that thank you all for listening i uh, please no one shout anything for the 10 seconds that the outro goes for thanks again guys hey.